What's up, everyone? I am Kyle Schudick, and welcome to the Stay in the Fight podcast. I am so grateful to have you listening with me today. This podcast is an in-the-field approach to connect you to the stories and experiences of people who are or have had to overcome their battles, those who have chosen to stay in the fight. You're going to hear of resilience, perseverance, and persistence that hopefully relates and resonates with you to show you that you are not alone in your thoughts and feelings and experiences. Our aim is for you to extract a lesson, strategy, or tactic that you can integrate right now so that when things feel too overwhelming, you too can stay in the fight. Because we're going to experience pain no matter what. It's going to happen. You can't stop it. You can't. And you'd be foolhardy to think you can't. You would. But what you can do is you can put yourself in a position where if you're somebody who's experienced pain in isolation, you don't have to experience that pain in isolation anymore. You can go through and run the gamut because you have other people who are in your network, other people who truly understand because they've been there too, And you can start to understand that the pain doesn't have to become the problem Mm. because you have people who are going to be able to take you through that. Now I've been so fortunate to have that in my life. And if I've been experiencing the pain on my own is to find something that is going to support me, whether I want to tell the story or not, whether I wanted to make this episode or not right? Is that finally I got to the point where I know somebody I could have this conversation. I feel comfortable having this conversation with to, to, mm-hmm. to talk about those things. Everybody has the ability and the opportunity if they so choose when they're going through that problem, whether they're experiencing alcoholism, whether experiencing suicide ideation, whether experiencing anger and frustration or depression, or PTSD, being laid off from a job, who cares? Losing a, a spouse or a husband or a wife or a grandparent or a parent or a dog because you know we're, we're dog guys, right? Whether yeah, that yeah. happens or not, is that if you so choose, there are people out there like me, like you, like a ton of other people who are ready there, ready to catch you and not let you, as we said, go down that rabbit hole. Because the worst What's thing you can the do, impact of that? That's getting people to recognize that this is going to happen. I don't have a short statement for it because I just haven't written it yet. But the impact of that is that people will feel whole again. You can be your whole self no matter what. You're not the person who's experienced the drama. You're not that person, right? You're not that identity. What you are is the whole person who still, no matter what you've experienced, you are the person who serves. You are the person who loves. You are the person who cares and you're not going to let it control you anymore. And ultimately, when I'm looking at it from, from the pillars of the people that I really want to impact in my life, is that they're the person who can go back and return to their job, right? Because what we know is the people who still serve, this very well could impact their livelihood if they let it go that deep. 
they will lose a job. If not, if not, they may go so deep as where it happens and manifests on their job. <laughs> and then they get in a legal trouble. I don't want to, who wants to see that happen? Because, they, because they're not in control anymore. When we talk about the veteran community, it can manifest there because they're working a, a normal job again, you know, back into to, to the, to the corporate society and they let it manifest and all of a sudden they find themselves getting pissed off at work and letting and lashing out at other people. <laughs> and then they lose their job, end up homeless, maybe addicted to substance, right? And so we don't want to see that happen. But we also don't, what I also don't want is for people to pass judgment because they're going through this. Right. So now what the impact is, is we're starting to build an understanding around people who willingly put themselves into traumatic and stressful experiences that have to deal with it and then go back on the job. Think about this. Think about this. If you go into the, to the, let's go into the service side. So let's talk about first responders. If you say you're not no longer fit to do this job anymore and you kick them out, you have to put somebody else in who's going to go through that same thing again. Eventually it's going to be. And, and it's not an endless resource. Eventually you're going to run out of resources because you keep putting people into the same problem and not giving them the ability to process and to move forward and to go back and show up as a person who maybe won't make a rash decision anymore. Right. And what we're going to see is a decrease. What, what, what we know what will happen is we're going to see a decrease in people who just in a personal life might have suicide ideation or suicidal tendencies or have already tried again and not going back to that who might show up aggressively and violently on their job or outside of their job, seeing a reduction in that, seeing a reduction in people who have turned to alcohol, who have turned to drugs and substance abuse. And I don't think it's right to say that that's somebody, if you figure out that's your coping mechanism, well, now you're not lo no longer trustworthy because you've gone down that path and now you lose your job. And now we're going to put somebody back into that position. Somebody fresh off the street now that we know, number one, we have to train on taxpayer dollars or whatever that is, that is then going to have the higher likelihood of repeating through that. I'm not saying that people shouldn't be afforded the opportunity to have that job, but why are we going to take it away from somebody who deeply cares? If you go into a profession like that, whether it's the military or you go into first being a first responder, you willingly, like, you know what you want to do because you have the heart to serve. Why are we going to take that from somebody because they've been impacted by something that they put themselves into for your greater good? There we go. Now you say, I'm not saying this. So what are you saying? Oh man, what am I saying? The 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 feeling of it was yeah. You no, know, I'm not saying that these people are destined to be broken forever. Yeah, you know, I'm just you know I'm not saying that they they might need more than one go at it. Mm. But I just you know that was the impression. But what are you saying? If you're not saying that, what are you saying? What I'm saying is it is our duty as people who willingly support these other people. So if you have this in your community, you support it one way or another, whether you, I don't care about narratives, barring narratives, right? Narratives of uh, police attacking other people and the people attacking police or, you know, um, firefighters don't get as a bad rap, you know, veterans who are showing up because they have PTSD, right? And we're damning them for that. It's our duty to support the people who support us, right? Who keep our community safe, who keep our country safe. I don't care what country you come from. It is our duty because they have signed up for something that you would never do or maybe wanted to do, but you just couldn't. And that's okay. But it's our duty. We have the right and obligation, right? No, I, that's not even a, a good enough word for it to actually go in and, and support 
these people who want to continue to do this, but somehow they can't do it a hundred percent right now. Mm-hmm. Right. This isn't taking away their profession. We need to put those people back in the position that, that they know that they are the best person to do this. And somehow something stopped them from doing that. And so what I'm saying is, is that they're not a broken person and we need to stop viewing them as that because we don't understand until you've lived through that trauma, right? Until you've lived through that. And some, I can't even speak to, I've never run into a burning building, right? I've never come up against, you know, murderers. I've never come up against that. It's just not, you know, in a, in a context of, in, in our society here at home. So I'm just talking first responders, listening to dispatch calls, right? Like that's just a person on the other end. Who's the first person who hears, Hey, my husband's been shot, right? I haven't lived through those things. What, what, what it is, is like going back and saying, you know, until we've experienced that, that they're experiencing these things and that because they are processing them, those, those things for you. And they're the person who's trying to figure out the best way they can with what their training or in their intuition or their heart has told them is that we have a duty to actually go back and serve them in another way to give them the second chance that they need to give them the second chance at their life of normalcy again, whether that's again, showing up at home, um, going back on the job, why are we going to strip them of the very thing that they wanted to do most? Because we say you screwed up, you're broken, right? We can't trust you anymore. So we need to get beyond that, repair that language, not even repair it, throw that shit out the window and get to a new thing and say, we're here to support you and here's a way to do it. And you know, what I see is either we do that from a foundational level of supporting them through an organization or it gets started to work, work in nationally to, to these organizations. You know, <laughs> something, something has to happen because what we're seeing is we're seeing increased rates. You know, the veterans, this is already well known, 22, 20 to 22 suicides a day in the veteran population, active duty suicides. And according to the last stats I've seen have gone up. Um, police, fire and EMS suicides are above the rate, right? Of line of duty deaths. Holy shit. Wow. What, I mean, that's a systemic problem. And I'm not even getting into the civilian population because we have a problem with suicide in the civilian and teen population just in my area alone. I'll give you a terrifying suicide stat for America. Hit it. That more men have committed suicide in America in the last 15 years than all frontline and general death in all the world wars combined, including Vietnam. God, I have, yeah, I have not seen that. <laughs> it's amazing because as much as I, you know, I love my research <laughs> and I love learning. That's not one that I've actually come across. Oh my God. That's in and the so, boy crisis by Warren, by Warren Farrell. Very good book. Oh man. But let's, let's, let's look at it. And, and if we, let's just isolate it down to those service, service opportunities, right? We're going to see a large male population um, that are likely going to turn into that. Um, but I'd rather protect everybody from it as much as you can. And if it's one life saved, then it's one life saved, right? If it's through them listening to the show, if it's them going through a program, through whatever, like that's, that's the goal, the end state. The end state is to stop that from happening, whether it be suicide or any other kind of um, action, right? Because again, I don't care if it's suicide. It doesn't have to be that right? It doesn't, we're not looking just to end that. Like, I don't want to be the suicide prevention people. I want to be the, the prevent everything people, right? Prevent alcoholism, prevent drug use or recover, right? And not like AA or not like, um, you know, different uh, anonymous programs, 
what I'm saying is putting a way forward through community. And I'm not taking away from AA. I'm not taking away from any of these other things. What I'm saying is, is that we're going to get down to a fundamental level for these kind of people, right? Who are experiencing it, who are experiencing the actions that are taking place in their lives, no matter what it is. Something I want to ask you is in the way that you approach this and the way that you're going to approach creating your vision and your goal, what is it that you don't do about how you approach this? It's not therapy. It's not going to be therapy. It will never be therapy. It'll be non-therapy based, right? I don't see, like, I believe sometimes you have a, when you have a therapist, you have a relationship with that person and it's very isolated. And for a good reason, that one is because it's sacred. And if you've ever been in therapy and anybody who's ever listened to this has been to that point, whether it's a marriage counselor or maybe you're seeing somebody for stress or whatever, those help those people help you identify things, right? And see there is a possibility in the way forward. And so that's what we won't do. I, I, I don't aim at that. I don't aim at being if it, whenever this is created is for us to be a therapist. If you need that resource, I, I would gladly point you to the, to the resources that you need and team up with the people who can get you there. This isn't financial backing. Oh man, you know, I'm out on the street now because I lost my job. Maybe we'll point you to the resources to get you there or team up with those people to get you there because maybe you lost your job as a police officer or as a veteran, you've lost your job or active duty military, whatever it is right? That's, we can point you to resources, but I don't want to replace the other things that are already out there. I don't want to take jobs from therapists. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be the person who's a person who hands out cash because you need it because you're down on your luck. That's what we, that's what I don't want to do. I don't know because how much, there's a lot of stuff that I don't want to do either, but it's not. Well, I think <laughs> the reason for my, yeah. The, the reason why I ask is that there's, there is help out there for veterans. Yeah. And I wonder if the help that's out there and the way that you've spoken about it is that there's something very wrong with what's going on. It's not sustainable. So that would suggest that the stuff that's out there is all kind of under the same umbrella. And I'm just wondering how you differentiate yourself from that umbrella. So there is. Right. And, and I've been through them and I'm not going to take away from them. Why would I, what I want is expanding the language. What I want is expanding the brotherhood, the sisterhood, the peoplehood, the community to people who are of service. Right. And a very non judgmental. What I want to say is here's how we get to know ourselves. Here's how we move forward. And here's how we keep accountable in building a community that is going to take us in that direction. What I'm saying is, again, we don't want to take away from anybody else. I'm not saying there's anything fundamentally wrong with these organizations. What I'm saying is that what differentiates us is taking all service oriented people and putting and combining them together, sharing the language, like we said earlier, sharing the language, sharing the experiences and how they show up. And so we can start to create a broader community of understanding. What I see with people who are directed and drawn towards service is this undenying need to help. And sometimes, sometimes we put ourselves in a position where we come blast and that can hurt. And we feel alone when we do that. Just, just, just in one, one organization, 
because you're like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm putting everybody else's needs ahead of mine. I'm serving everybody else because we're very service oriented people, you know, servant leadership at the core, if you want to call it that, even if you don't have a leadership capacity and just, just broadening the scope and bringing in the possibility that you can connect with somebody who has not ever been down the path that you have been as far as experience, but building the core language, getting past this identity that I am the veteran, that I am the service member, that I am the cop, that I am the fireman, I am this, that I think what we'll see really is being able to integrate these communities kind of back to where everybody sees them really well. Now, veterans in the United States are seen kind of, we don't have that problem much anymore, so I'm okay with that. But maybe we can take how they're viewed and pull the other services with us, right? The other service oriented, you know, the first responder side with us. And, and some of them are seen in a very good light and some of them, quite frankly, and unfortunately are not seen as not so good light. And so what we're looking at is being able to, to say, just, just cause I, you know, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with the, yeah. the good lights and the bad lights, but if let's say there's someone who's, there's a sector that's cast in a bad light when they hit their isolation point if you know if, if you don't catch them before they hit their isolation point is that few of them going to have an impact on them i think so i think that view like once they hit the isolation point and then everything's kind of compounded like oh wow here's another bad narrative against my community and maybe i am this bad person right and so will be but if we can catch that right even after that happens get them Maybe they have an internal program that they can roll through and then we start to give them an upward trajectory, right? With other people who I could say, look, I see you for who you are. As the veteran, I see you who, for who you are. You're not this person who this light's been cast on you and everything you've experienced is very similar to, my, to what I've experienced. You know, it starts to kind of, I think, encompass the love <laughs> for lack of a better term. Like now you have these different people right? Who are very similarly, similarly oh, <laughs> oriented who are saying, I understand you. I don't see you as this way. I see what you've gone through. I see how it's affecting you, but I don't see you as this. And so it keeps that same community from trying to validate one another. And now you have different communities validating what you've gone through and helping you choose a path forward. Mm. I get this real sense of, uh, no, from the individual's point of view of reclaiming a sense of self, mm. which, which isn't entirely, it's, it's not separated from the role that they serve. The role that they served is integrated yes. into their sense of self. And then removing the prejudice that surrounds, you know, into. Oh, I like into, that. That's... Into military disciplines. <laughs> and then I kind of get the idea that you'll have an ambassador from one of the disciplines and another one and another one and they'll lead the change because they believe in what you're doing and then the community grows and i'm really excited to hear you know the, the nuts and bolts which probably is for another podcast it, it, it probably is because you know I, I really started writing a lot of things down and having some conversations in the past couple of weeks and i can't say that this is something that just kind of came into fruition after the past couple of retreats that i've been on it's kind of been looking at what's the best way that I can serve and how can I pass it back, right? If you talk about ambassadors, it's, it's not, it's not going out in front and, 
and figuring out how I can serve. It's like, how can I reach back? How can I pass what I have? Cause I'm ahead of you. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Passing it back to this person saying, here's what I've done. Here's what I've gone through. Let me help you through that. I'm going to go back to you who are behind me and, and lead the way and for that. And quite it's like frankly, reaching, reaching in, not encouraging someone to reach out, but you know, yeah. someone who's walked that path to reach back, to reach in to someone who's experiencing difficulties. You know, and maybe we start recognizing that. And like I said, there's nothing against the internal resources that are available to all these people. What I, but what, like my broad understanding is the more we can open it up to other people, the more that we can, can start to share dialogue and share language and share those things, the less we feel like we have to be isolated and that we can then, as a person, maybe who's not part of that industry, we can actually start to recognize those things and saying, hey, look, I've had some of your brothers go through this. And we can help. Like, this is what we can do. And we can return you back to normalcy, whatever normal is, and we identify that. You know, we can return you back to the person who was living the great life. And you never stopped living the great life. You just felt like you weren't. <laughs> and we can get you back onto that path. And I've seen this happen for these people. And what we, what we know is we, we understand, you know? And that's the thing, man. That's, God, God, that's so powerful. When somebody's like, hey, I hear you. I understand you. I've been there too even though I'm not you and I've never been you, you know, and this just goes back to the individuality, whether you are in service now or not, I could see it opening up to a greater good of just everybody. But for now, like the focus is just on these people who quite necessarily you don't think of and you see all this tragedy in the news, right? Do you ever, you're, you're just like, Oh, oh, that poor family. And I'm not taking away from that tragedy whatsoever. But what about the person who has to show up and deal with it? The aftermath, the cleanup, hunting down, maybe a hunting down a murderer, Right. I mean, getting assaulted and we just had a, um, there was a sheriff deputy that got assaulted in the jail the other day. It probably happened more often times than not, but it made the news and everybody's like, oh, I'm glad they got this poor guy. Like, well, what about the guy with the broken nose, right? That was yeah. processing this guy. And then so he there's a lot home. of happening. Yeah. Like, I mean, when we talk about hunting down a, you know, a murderer who keeps on killing and, you know, the, the impact that would have on someone who gives a shit, who's doing yeah. it for the right reason, but isn't getting the result because of the pressure that's, on him or her to, yeah. to heal society, you know, I can't, can only, I can't even imagine the shit storm that that I, would create. I, I can't either, except for talking with the people in the community that I know that experience that every day. We need to open the language up. Uh, quite frankly, we do. I mean, we could, yeah, we have National First Responders Day and all this and like, oh, they went through this until we lose a deputy in the line of duty or we lose a firefighter in the line of duty or even let's go to the military. Like, I think we kind of take it for granted. Like as yeah, a society, yeah, we, God, yeah. we do. I think awareness days, you know, I, as you know, I've got a bit of a beef with awareness days <laughs> because they're great, yeah. but they're not sustainable. No. They're a one day of, oh, I'm going to think about that. But even the, the, like, you hear the war stories, but what interests me is the, the not war stories, the day-to-day -day impact of that on their life that we don't see. It's like... Mm invite people to empathize with that part yeah and that, that's the other thing is maybe we can start getting those people to open up to share their stories outside of the community we don't have a problem with that too much in the veteran community we do but we don't we have a lot of people who are sharing it but we also do have a lot of isolation too and maybe because i actually be honest because i'm on that front end of that where i'm involved with those people i hear the people who share their story i realize that there's a ton of other guys that are going through stuff because we are losing them to suicide that aren't opening up about that 
And so we got to, we got to move beyond awareness, right? Into actually caring and giving a shit and empathizing and saying, look, have you, and it's not saying, Hey, I bet you've seen some stuff. Hey, have you killed anybody? You know what? The, it's, it's, how are you doing today? Are you doing okay? Yeah. And then when we figure that out from a non-judgmental standpoint, being able to point them in the right direction to the numerous resources that are out there. And what I don't see, again, is I see a lot of internal programs, knowing the people that I know on the first responder side, I don't see a lot of external that are just in a pure space of help without trying to channelize them into something. And so, like I said, non-therapy, non-spiritual, or not faith-based, none of this stuff, pure all about you, and then you're figuring out what that next step is. And if you want to go to, if you just found your next religion, I know the people that you can talk to. If you want to serve in a capacity, I know the people you can talk to. But this is you figuring you out, getting a community of people who are shared, you know, shared in the manifestation of the experience, right? How it happens afterwards building that support and accountability and then supporting each other in the direction that they want to go, becoming the loving spouse again, becoming the person who's engaged in their community again, who can, who can refocus the things that their hypervigilance again, you know, into something that's healthy, right? Being able to turn the switch on and off when they need to, um, being able to pay attention when they need to pay attention, being able to, whatever it is, run for office, go back to school. I don't care. It's just finding that direction, that, that sense of direction again. I wouldn't even say sense of purpose because a lot of these people, their purpose is service oriented. I wouldn't even mm. call it finding your purpose again. And sometimes I don't like I've that already, terminology. They have it. Already, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. They, I've already got my purpose. Just how do I, how do I use what I have available mm. to me right now to get, to, to get back into that flow? Yeah, and then move it on an exponential level. Oh, well, I'm really strong in this. So, you know, like one of the tools I did, I went through Gallup Strength Finders. I absolutely, it's a, like a legitimate tool, man. Like it is so amazing. Not the one that was yeah. ridiculously in-depth with like 52 pages. Um, I think that was more the Enneagram. I did both, but with like okay. the Strength Finders and, you know, I go through my Strength Finders and I, and I look at it and, you know, my number one is like empathy, right? You know, and, and I look at all these different strengths that I have and none of the 34 strengths, none of them are a weakness unless I choose for them to be a weakness. But how do we line somebody up like that too, right? On that level. And then how do we get somebody just to recognize those things and then move the ball on an exponential level? But promoting in their job if they're working back in, in the first responder side, if that's what they want or they want to use that to reach the community. I don't care what it is. It's figuring that out. I already know my purpose. My purpose is service. How how do I get back into one feeling normal and healthy and going into my job and not feeling scared and traumatized anymore and being able to manage that. So that those tools are absolutely necessary. And then to provide in the way that I've always wanted to in my job in a healthy way. That sounds incredible. And then what's the word I'm looking for? It's, you know, it, it's a gift to others. Mm that I feel like you're offering, but it's also a gift to yourself. I, I think this is where my life has taken me this whole entire time of like losing my own identity. And like, I, I'll, we can dig that in another episode because this, like the past couple of retreats, like I did the, I went to go over my core values, which I, I've already kind of had an idea what they were around. And then I went through the strengths. What are your core yeah. values? Oh, you want my core values? So it's service, yes. love, yes. connection, nice. authenticity, and responsibility and they anything that i do not all the time i'm still working at integrating them all in has to hit all five 
If it doesn't, yeah. it needs to go out the window. Everybody's like, well, this hits my love. I was like, but are you doing it in a responsible way? Are you doing it authentically? Are you doing it because you're like, oh, I feel the butterflies in my heart, you know? Well, you better go to the doctor, by the way. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> is this out of connection or is it just because, you know, am I doing this out of service, but is this service truly something that's going to, to help me in the long run? It's, it's okay if it helps you in the long run. So I have to, I look at those five and then I look at, what I've started to think about in the past few months of what this thing is actually want it to be. And it hits every single one. It's in service to other people who have gone through or are still experiencing trauma and stress and from their jobs or their past jobs and careers, right? Who are veterans, military, first responders. It's out of love because I actually care. And it's shown up even more now than it ever has before. Connecting to those people or building connection between those people there we go, building the community, right? In an authentic way. I think we have a bunch of different views on authenticity, but understanding that this is through that service, love and connection, this is who I authentically really am. I am a service oriented people. I have high empathy. I have high belief in other people. That's, my, that's me. And so that shows up in those, that they actually kind of nest into that. And the last one is responsibility. I believe it is our responsibility to go and pass it back to these people. What we have gone through and what we've overcome, any of us, is our responsibility to do that for them. No. Do you know, I'm going to tell you, um, you, you might have already heard of this, it's said in AA and NA a lot, we only, we only keep what we have by giving it away. Mm, God, yes, it's so good. It's true, right? That man is so true. We only keep what we have by giving it away because we'll see it show up in other people. And then in that sense, you still have it. It's never gone away. What happens when you try to trap it though? <laughs> Nobody well, else can get it. it. Yeah, it just stays yeah. within. And weirdly, it turns into resentment because mm. we're not acting on them. So we, we invite shame and criticism and it all just God, internalizes. Yes. It's like, why aren't I being loving? I'm not being loving. Why not? I'm such a shit person. Fuck, the world, <laughs> yeah. world would be better off without me. You know, yeah. all this. It's like the energy that it creates outward mm. is the opposite when it's turned inward. It just churns up our insides. And like values values can be pivotal can't they help yes. someone understand like i remember when i first started coaching they're like do you want to know what the bulletproof mindset is and i like i have a bit of a problem with the word mindset but <clears throat> it's not my show so. <laughs> <laughs> right now it is <laughs> um, uh okay well okay well you, you've handed me the bait there haven't you? i did so mindset when we talk about, I mean, it's, it, maybe it's just semantics or, or words, but mindset just brings to mind something fixed, unfluid, very rigid. Like, mm. I don't have a mindset. Like, when I'm in one of my hyper-focused ADHD moments, when all I can see is the thing in front of me, that's my mindset, you know. But generally, in the way I approach my business and my life, I, I allow my brain to just be free and float and have a mm. vague direction which is what i'm happy with to put a mindset onto that would just be uh don't tell me to have a mindset when you start to understand people and their differences you really start to understand there's not a lot of differences people show up in a unique way and henry you show up in such a unique way and i get it and anybody who like if you got to know the two of us you'd be like oh no wonder you get along but on the surface i don't think people would right on, on paper it'd be like yeah what 
what is this? This is like day and Why? night. Oh my God. Why do they have right. three hour conversations? <laughs> right. About literally but, nothing. But it, it means a, a lot of things. So we get a lot of healthy things out of it. And just like turning into something like this, right? It goes beyond mindset. It goes beyond like not being rigidly into something. R rigidity is horrible. It's, it's being, yeah, it's, being able to be flexible, being able to adapt, being able to, that's true adversity. That is true resilience. That is being able to move forward. And as things change, you can change. And that's what matters. That's what matters. And so, like, I, I mean, maybe you can say a resilient mindset. Okay, I'll give you that. But, you know, I love change. I actually, and sometimes it can be my downfall because I like to experience a new day every day. I hate the repetitive. I want stability, but I also want excitement. And I Here's think a visualization for you. If you throw a brick on the ground, what does it do? And let's, it, and let's just assume that it's quite a strong brick and it's not going to shatter. It's not going to shatter. It's going to leave a dent in the ground. Okay. And it's going Is to it sit gonna, there. Yeah, it's, it's not going to move, right? Yeah. If you've got a bouncy ball and you throw it at the ground, what's going to happen to it? Oh, it's going to come back up at you. Yeah, you're gonna bounce around some more. Oh yeah, if you don't stop it, right? It's got all that energy, and you don't <laughs> know which way it's gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun and it's slightly exciting. Yeah. So like mind, like a rigid mindset to me is brick. <laughs> I love but it. Yeah, I, a, a fluid mindset is just like not necessarily bouncing around as wildly as a bouncy ball, but there's definitely more freedom and fun mm. and exploration involved. There is. Oh man, I'm not a massive fan of comparisons, but if you work in the self-development world, you can't fucking escape them, man. No, oh. no. So I just no, did one can't. of my own, my own pet hates. But hey, you know it's easy to convey information. No, it put, it, it, God, it, it just it just makes makes so much sense. And so, like, how can we how can we become adaptable and resilient and flexible? That's exactly how you do it. Resilience, yeah. you know. I think in, when people ask me what resilience is, like it's simply the case of hitting adversity and not tell you, telling yourself something really shit about yourself. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's like this didn't go well, but that's okay. I'll go try something else, or maybe I'll change this a little bit differently. It's not like yeah. I'm the best motherfucker in the whole world. <laughs> that's me. It's like no, that's arrogant. You're trying to yeah. tell someone else how you approach different. No, it's just being fluid. I'm like, Do you know what? That's not going to stop me in my tracks. Well, you know, I take ownership that it went wrong. So I'm going to yeah. try something else. Fuck it. Why not? Well, you know, what, what I founded this show on is, is talking about stories of resilience, perseverance, and persistence. And, and, and I went to go reflect on that a little bit. So the other day, I kind of went back and I said, you know, I would make this foundation for anybody. You know, how can we discuss perseverance? How can we discuss resilience? And then I went back to the last thing it was determination. Like it wasn't yeah. persistence. It was determination because persistence can, can seem rather pestering, you know, resilience. It, it, again, it's, it's not getting arrogant. It is showing up when the going gets tough being able to push forward and being adaptable to that too. Resilience includes adaptability. Then you have perseverance. And we talked about this. You have to have one to have the other, right? So now you have to persevere through. So you're resilient, against the adversity, against whatever's come up in your life, the trauma and the stress. And then you go back into, okay, I'm going to persevere through this. I'm going to come out on the other side. But you have to have the determination to do that.
and what that looks like. What life do you want to build after the trauma and after the stress? Right. I think and we so you talk about perseverance. Yeah. Sorry to jump in there. Is letting go of the need to control the outcome. Boom. Because if you've got a mindset on a fixed outcome of where you want to be, then it doesn't allow for really any mistakes or any forgiveness. Like, I'm going to let go of where I need to be and just be where I am. God, I've been so caught up in that too because I'm like, I need to be here and I'm not here. Like last year, I was like, I need to get this up and running. I need to do not this particular thing that I've been thinking on. It was just something. And then I was so fixated on that that I missed out on this. Yeah. Like you miss out on so much because you because life is going to throw you opportunity that you are not going to see if you're so stuck in a situation because yeah. this is where you need to be. And I get it. Run at everything you have with all of your energy, but be open-minded to the fact that it may not look the same is what you envisioned from day one. And that yeah. maybe starting the marketing company six months from now, six months from now is you selling used cars. Yeah. That's a, that's a sharp left turn. If not, that's, you know, farther than that. Right. And be open to that possibility. So when we talk about that in these communities, right. When we talk about that in these communities, be open to the possibilities. That's all I'm asking. Right. And so you have to look at it from that perspective. So you have to really, you know, one, not really, not want to be where you're at now, but know that there is a way forward and that's the direction, right? So it's not saying I am going to go from Houston to Dallas. I'm going to head north and whatever north brings, it's going to bring me and I'm going to look for every opportunity that's out there to heal, to get better, to, to move forward. And that could be whatever it is, going through a program. That could be opening my mind to community, maybe starting a side business, maybe you know, serving in a different capacity. I don't know what that looks like, but we can definitely get on that path and say we can, right? We can be determinate about it. We can, we can push through that. We can persevere whatever yep. comes in our way. And I'm not going to let that- And you're not that... doing it alone either. And you're not doing it alone. God, that's the, like the key concept. It's like, fuck. <laughs> it's like suddenly it's like oh man it oh wait it's not as hard as i thought it would be because i have this incredible community mm. i've got all the resources at my fingertips and you know what's even fucking better is that they see me yeah that they get you and they don't judge yeah because they've been like there. that is like i think every human being just has this desire to be seen mm viewed non-judgmentally and the gift to give that is just can't be understated in terms of you know personal progression and i think from from that humanistic standpoint i think we all want to be if we want to be seen we feel that it should be by this select group of people and and so broadening for me broadening that language around service-oriented people who volunteer to do these kinds of jobs that's just a little bit of an expansion that gets you, it doesn't even get you out, you know, for the, for the cliche is term, it doesn't even move you outside of your comfort zone and that's okay. But it starts to expand and say, there's more people in this zone than just me and these, this select group of people. You know, I hate the term comfort zone, you know this, <laughs> but to, to, to just give a generality to it of, of a term is that, you know, oh, wow. Okay, it's not just me and it's not just these people who wear this particular set of clothes. It is this guy and this guy and this guy, this guy who wears the camouflage over here and this guy here. And I think there already is that shared understanding, but it's making it real. It's making it real, right? Because, you know, I was reading an article the other day. Heck, I'll pull, I'll pull it up, right? Um, if I can find it. 
and uh, it's my show. I can do what I want. Um, I can't find it. That's okay. Anyway, it was basically talking about the similarities between first responders and veterans. And they have a shared lingo. They have a shared viewers, view perspective on the world, the way that they show up and all these other things. Let's make it real. Let's make it real, right? Because there still is this just iso isolation viewpoint of nobody understands. And so that's number one is breaking that barrier and building the bridges, right? That need to be built uh, and then sharing those experiences for the sake of growth and maintaining and building a better life than what you, from what you've experienced. That's it. God, that's it. And then on the, on the back end, that's giving people a better viewpoint of, of, of these people who have gone through these things and building more caring and compassion in the communities and using the people that we've already done that with, which mainly for me is our veterans because everybody in this country loves our veterans. How can we maybe, and then we can use them as kind of an ingress too, because we still have ones that need to grow. And that's okay because they're still going through their thing and then just starting bringing in these other communities. God, that's what I want. Like so, so bad, badly, right? How can I leverage that? And that's what, I'm, that's what I want to do. And that's coming from everything I've experienced, right? Well, you are doing it. Yeah, you know, you've I already am started. Yeah. It's not a case of, oh, how do I do this? When does this start? You're taking action on it. Talking to the right people, right figuring now. out what I need to do, talking about it here, because when you talk about it and you write it down, it makes it real and possible. And yeah, that's and, you're, and you're being perseverant and you've, you know, you've gone through a huge amount of personal shit to yeah. add, you know, credence or leverage to mm. the reasons why you're doing this. It's not just an idea that pops out of your head of like, how could I make a shit ton of money? Because it's not about that for you. Never been. It's like non nonprofit, helping people, making an impact, being of service. You know, the more people I share that with and I'm like, I said, it's never been about money. You know, I've made good money before in my life and it was okay. Like, do you feel you're actually doing something? I mean, some people be like, yeah, I love it. I have a ton of cars and I have all this great. And I'm like, cool. Like, I would like that. I don't run by that. Like, I don't, I don't get fuel from that. I don't get me wrong. We had a, when we, when we had to have a rental car, we had a brand new Silverado in the driveway. I was like driving the heck out of it. But I was like, am I going to go out and buy this thing? I'm not going to do that because where my heart lies, where it lies is honestly you went down to the core of the little exercise. Like, who are you? I, I'm a normal guy who wants to feel normal again. And I want that for other people yeah. because I know, yeah. God, I know how that feels. Like, mm, it hurts. Mm. It, 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 how bad does that hurt when you don't feel, when you feel broken and when you feel down and when you feel out, like it hurts to your core. And if you can stop that from happening with other people, right? You stop that from yep. happening in you. <laughs> yep. Man. Yeah, it, yeah, it's kind of I want to say osmosis, but I'm not entirely sure what that means. In this yeah, man. So, yeah. But yeah, it's os it's osmosis time. It is. It is. I, I, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean that's the core of it. Like you know, if we want to dig more into the story, like God, you know, I mean, there's there's just so much to share of there's why so, we're doing it, but that's what we want. There is so much. No, no, go on. No, I said, this is what I want to see in the world, right? Like the other cliche thing, be the change you want to see in the world. I'm trying to make that change in myself and then consequently take that and scale that to something that can make the change. That's, it's simple as that. 
how do we make that happen? Uh, there's a lot of steps to that, but you know, biggest thing is talking about it, raising awareness around it, building the thing out and then telling people, this is what is going to happen, whether you like it or not, you know, and then going at it full speed and understanding that while you're doing that, it might shift a little bit. Right. Yep. <laughs> That's it. That is it, man. That is it. So how do you feel this show's gone? I feel it's gone really well. I, I, you know, so the one thing I've, I've been missing getting on and they're a hard, hard um, audience to capture and get them to, to, to speak are the people that I want to talk to. But what I really feel is that is, is the entirety of the show, right? Of the people I've had on is that I see people who have struggled. I see people who want to do good with their lives and in the world. And that speaks to everybody that I want to speak to. So those people are like, Oh, well you had this guy on and this, they're not necessarily a veteran or anybody else, but when somebody in my community hears that and they're like, Oh, Oh yeah. I'm still kind of like him. I've yeah. shared that experience, but I feel those same things where those are the changes I want to make. You listen to Tony Watley or your podcast or Dave Berlin, who is a veteran. You listen to Chip Baker. You listen to Joe Koo. You listen to all these people who have come on and all the other people who are going to come on who don't have that. And you're a vet or you're a first responder. Look at them, listen to them with intent. And if you don't get it the first time, listen to it again, because they're going to tell you the hurt that they've gone through. And it's not because they've gone up against a firefight. It's not because they've gone into a fire. It's because that stuff shows up in everybody's life. But if we can do it down to a fundamental level, that's kind of pivoting the show just a little bit more, getting more of those characters on the show. Characters in a good way, right? Getting some more veterans on the show and hopefully, you know, talking the language to the people in the other community, the first responders, and just letting them talk. If it has to be under a, you know, a pen name, a pseudonym, whatever you want to call it, then that's okay too. But it gets them to share the story. And then they can listen to somebody else who's like, man, I've been through that too. Man, I wanted to move 10,000 miles away and reset my life. You know, I'm one of, you know, I went through therapy. I went through AA. I, God, I've moved a few times and started the same job in a different location. That's what it, that's what it's about. And so I feel it's gone really well. As far as this episode, it didn't go anything like I pictured, <laughs> which, yeah. is, wow. which is what I love, right? Yeah. Love the I excitement. Mean- I mean, from the interviewer, from my point of view, what I feel we got down to was you, which arguably is the most important part of any program. Because mm. people will only ever listen to you. People will only ever follow you if they believe in you, if mm. they like you. And what you've done is that you did the who am I or yeah. the, the who are you. You went deep. I saw tears in your eyes. You got, you got real. You yeah. know? And from that moment, and your last answer, I was watching you and everything changed. From your face to the way that your diction came out, the intonation on your words, the length of the sentences, the sound, the intonation, all of it. It just it was like it just clicked into place. Just like mm. and there was Kyle and there was his message and this is who he is and this is the impact. Oh, that's crazy how like something that simple can really pull something out. And man, I've, <laughs> I've done numerous exercises and that one in the language that comes out because you want to say the right thing. Right. And so mm-hmm. like, yeah, I do want to help people, but why do you want to do that? Who are you? And you're like, because I just want to be mm-hmm. normal. I want to be normal. Like I want to feel that normalness. I'm a normal person. That's who I am at my core. And we all are. 
Like this is the way I felt like when we went through that, I felt like, oh, no, I, I am normal. Again, I want to feel normal again. I am a normal person who wants to feel normal. However, there's all these barriers that we always feel that in our way, you know? Well, it's interesting because the, I mean, I think why the questioning works is because it, it first, it brings you up like the roles that you play. <laughs> yeah, it does. I'm Kyle. I'm, I'm a husband. I'm a father. And then you drill into the, and then you get to the emotion. And once you feel that emotion, it gets harder and harder to describe what that emotion is think like through the through the the lens of you yeah and that's why it's golden because as you get more and more intensely into it you're feeling this emotion and then whatever words come out are exactly the right words to come out because we mm. can't pretend you can't filter that you can't you can't and i think it came out with some I mean, with truth yeah it's it was you it's a freeing experience to be able to say those things and i've, I've been through some similar similar things, but having say, having to say that, right. is like, God, I just want to be normal again. Like I saying it again, like really is powerful. Now that I think on it, especially I've been thinking on it, like we've been talking and I'm like, what does feeling normal look like? Well, feeling normal is what direction are you going? Like that is normal. And that throwing the bouncy ball and letting it go like that is normal, right? That is it's life. Life is unpredictable. You never can go which way it is. And just accepting the fact that that's going to be that way. And how can you utilize who you really are to, yeah. to yeah. show up, you know? And for me, it's everything we've talked about. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Thanks, man. Like that, that does a lot. I can't tell you how much that actually helps, not just for content on the show, but actually just kind of saying, Oh man, we just uncovered something that was massively truthful. Mm. It's, it's, I remember when it was first done to me and I just burst out crying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's done a few. I, do you know what we should do is like a series of podcasts. Where we just ask that question to people. We go, right, we're mm. going to do this, this, this process with you. doesn't have to go out, but if you want it to, it'll be really powerful. Yeah. Just, be, just who are you? If, if you really ever cool. want me to bore my eyes out. Oh, then man please we should please do just not right now we should no we won't we won't for the sake of it man but uh i've got to thank you henry oh carl as ever a massive pleasure i'm, I'm glad that the internet problems didn't hinder us too much oh uh, no this this was this was amazing amazing um i can't wait to do it again man i'm gonna hand you the mic a couple more times Thank you everyone for listening to this episode. We look forward to bringing you new content each and every week through our boots on the ground approach of real and relatable guests. But I'll tell you what, this show cannot carry on without your support. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Thanks everyone for listening. I want to remind you to stay in the fight. <laughs>